Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the podcast, I have fellow comedian Vanessa Gritton. Vanessa has been on many episodes of the Unpopular Opinion podcast, and she also has her own podcast coming out called Take a Walk, so definitely check both of those out. This week, Vanessa and I discuss traditions with ethnic foods. Really fun conversation. We find out that we both have the same weird phobia, so stay tuned for that and enjoy the episode. Yeah. Otherwise, what I call, please don't microwave them foods. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do them anyway. White people get very mad. <laughs> White people get mad at you for that? No, like, have you ever oh, oh. been at a school or an office and you microwave something that maybe is a little bit pungent? Yes. And it's just kind of like, don't microwave that, but it's like you brought tuna salad. It's those mm-hmm. kinds of foods. Got it. Yes. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I've apologized many times for microwave heating up fish, my mom's chicken yeah. tikka masala. Yes, my Your mom makes tikka masala. Oh yes. my god, she makes it better than her Indian friend. It's amazing. Like her Indian friends is way too salty. Sorry if she's listening. <laughs> she's Sorry, mom's not. Indian friend. But my mom's is bomb, and like sometimes oh god, it's spicier than so other good. days. But it's like it's amazing. She's got it dialed, and she's only made it like thirty times in her whole life. Yeah, that's amazing, and yeah. that's exciting. And yeah, it, I uh, I worked at a big old building for the company that we work for now back when we worked in the office mm-hmm. and there was me and an Indian girl and a man from China and every time we microwave stuff we would like do a countdown until somebody came to the office and they're just like excuse me <laughs> please share this space it's like maybe if you tried bosole you would not be whining oh, right now god because it's the best thing in the world yeah I feel like this should be like a rule with like microwaving Stinky stuff, for lack of a better word. Because stinky things are delicious. Yeah, just make the person that complains about it try it and be like, okay, now shut the fuck up, it's good. Yeah. Like, I complained about kimchi one time, and I never did it again because kimchi is amazing. I will eat it out the jar. It's (laughs) It's so so good. good. And (sighs) the older it gets, the better it gets. Yeah. Uh, My favorite are actually, when I was a kid, I loved most kimchi when it had a lot of leaf on it. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I actually prefer stem-heavy kimchi mm. just because it's a little crunchier and yeah. more toothsome. Uh, it's less like a coleslaw and more like a pickle at that yeah. point. Like, I love it when it's got a whole bunch of stem in it. Uh, like, a, like at a Korean restaurant when you just get the billions of banchan and mm-hmm. it's just all kinds of kimchi with all kinds of textures. I always go for the crunchiest ones. Yeah. Do you eat, um, do you ever eat kimchi with non-Korean food? Like, have you found other ways to utilize it? Yes. Yes? Uh, I did the obvious, which is the whole Roy Choi. I put kimchi on my Hispanic foods, because they just go together mm-hmm. perfectly. Kimchi and pupusas Ooh. are a natural combination oh, nobody yes. ever thinks about. Cause, yeah, because you already put cabbage on pupusas. Yeah, you already put pickled cabbage on it. It's yeah. curtido. And then you put salsa on it. The combination of the two is literally kimchi. You need to, like, fucking start a food truck. <laughs> I need to start a food truck. Kimchi pupusas. Who says, oh my god, it would... It's so good in it. It oh. makes sense. And I just put them together because I had some in my jar. My mom brought pupusas over. And I was just kind of like, why isn't every Korean and Salvadorian merging in the streets? Like, this is our ebony and ivory. Seriously. Like, come on, guys. Get on it. Well, we can just start it. Like, we don't need anyone else to do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll start We'll start our own truck where it's kimchi and pupusas. And it also goes really, really good on pulled pork sandwiches. Oh, I can imagine. Because smoky, salty, sweet, crunchy, and fermented just... Mm-hmm. makes sense uh and this one isn't really that surprising 
but fried chicken. But, like, Koreans mm-hmm. are better at fried chicken than most people are better at fried chicken. Yes, for sure. Like, I feel, like, what am I trying to say here? I was watching um, A Chef's Mind, whatever that show is called on My Netflix. Own Chef. Yes, yes. And they have I several episodes thing. where, with this Asian, uh, I'm sorry, Korean chef, Ed, Eddie from... I forget his last name. He was a southern guy, right? Yes, he lives in Louisville. Like, he started in New York, but then he moved to Louisville. And he, like, learned how to make chicken there. He's like, it's so, like, fried chicken is such an important part of Korean cooking. It just made sense to my brain, like, transitioning to that. Yeah, it's because they actually brine it beforehand, Mm -hmm. so there's a distinct flavor to it. And the merger makes all of the sense in the world. Like, uh, I can't remember what it was that... I managed to stumble upon that was Korean cooking, and it reminded me a little bit of Guatemalan cooking, not Guatemalan, but Spanish cooking in general. Mm-hmm. Bimibap. It was a bimibap, the hot stone pot. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody going like, oh, there's hard rice at the bottom. And it's like, have you ever had paella in any Spanish household? The hard rice is what you fight over. Yes. Uh, and I kept thinking like, Paella beamy bap, and I Ooh. can't eat anything now without trying to bastardize it with another culture <laughs> in my head. That's I'm all about the fusion. I don't care like what anyone says. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's so much fun to just like pick out like what works with each type of food and just you know find that harmony. It's yeah, awesome. like literally any Cajun shrimp dish with any. Central American plantain dish. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I mean, that's just Dominican at that point. Uh, what's the most convincing you've ever had to do to get someone to eat something different? Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, I want to say probably trying to make my dad eat something that he wouldn't He's Dads very, are the number one yeah. most difficult. I just don't get it. Like, my mom is super good about, like, trying new things, but my dad's just like, ooh, I don't like it. I, I want to say, like, I've probably made him try, like, certain Thai foods. Like, he doesn't like Thai food. He's such a weirdo. Thai food is my favorite food. It's, like, one of the simplest forms of, like, Asian cooking. It's so many flavors that are familiar to us. I don't know why that's, like... We're All of them, like, actually, where it's just kind yeah. of like, we like lime, we like chilies, we like stewed things. Ta-da! Uh, I had the same thing with my dad and trying to get him to try sushi, and now he asks for it. Yeah. Because I was basically like, Dad, it's ceviche without lime. Like, Oh, that's such a good way to put it to someone that doesn't like sushi. Exactly. I'm like, you eat ceviche... It has rice on it. There's no lime. There's a different flavor. Same texture. And after like 20 minutes of... I took him to a revolving sushi bar so I wouldn't waste my money that day. Uh (laughs) Just so he could like eat as he goes along. And by the end of it, I think we had like 10 plates each. Yeah. Of just like the little stackables. And he loved it. Mm -hmm. But it took me so long. Like it took me threatening to get up and go home long. (laughs) Was he just, like, arms crossed, like, nope, not going to do it? He was just arms crossed, and he was just like, I heard that stuff makes you sick. I'm like, yeah, if you eat it at a gas station. Seriously. <laughs> there's a man behind that wall that trained for this forever. You're making him mad. Eat the damn tuna. <laughs> and it's tuna, the easiest sushi to eat. Because, like, there's some that I don't really, I know are delicious. I just, like, I don't like avocado, and I don't like salmon for the mm-hmm. same reason. It's too fatty for me. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I know you'll enjoy these, because mm-hmm. you love both of them otherwise. And yeah. now he loves it. And pig ears. I had to convince my, well, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had pig ears. They're so good. I would try them, but there's, like, there's certain foods, and this <clears> is, like, I mean, this is not just, like, with ethnic food, just, like, any weird food. 
where it's like feet or ears or like mm-hmm. intestines, I, you, there's a lot of convincing that has to be done with me. So I'm going to try and convince you right now of one very specific piggy ear. Yeah. Uh, there's a restaurant in Atwater Village called Alacqua. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an Italian restaurant, but they have a starter, which is a crispy pig ear. Mm-hmm. And first, they, I believe they sous vide the pig ear, so it's very soft and tender. And then they slice it thin. They fry it up crispy, mm-hmm. and they put a pounded chili garlic lime dressing on it. See, I would eat that. The yeah, lime, you right? start with the lime. I would definitely do that. And it's basically like, imagine the most perfect piece of bacon you've ever had mm-hmm. with a really great light dressing on it. Mm-hmm. And I, Kevin will not eat a lot of things, but he inhaled that bowl of piggers. Yeah. Just because the cartilage, once it's like, once they cook it to his feed first, it just becomes that really tender, great piece of pork. Mm-hmm. And then the outside crisps up like center cut bacon. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So all aqua, crispy pig ear, make happen. I'm going to do it. I'm definitely going to do it. Are there any, like, are there any foods that you just <clears throat> won't touch? Like, what, what's your, like, where's, where do you draw the line? Uh... God, I wish I liked these things because they're everywhere. Uh, I hate avocado. Mm-hmm. I hate avocado so damn much. I, oh God, and I think I might actually be allergic to it uh, oh. because does it make your throat itchy? <clears throat> it doesn't make my throat itchy, but I guess there's two forms of responses to avocado. There's an allergy, so I hate avocado in almost every iteration. I it's fine in guacamole, um, and it's fine like blended with chili verde on a taco. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I tried it on avocado toast, and it was really good. But the thing is, I got a horrible stomachache after. Mm. And I remember the last time I had a sandwich with avocado on it that I didn't mind the avocado. Same thing happened. And then later that week, I was eating guacamole, and I got the same stomachache like 10 minutes after. So I might have an intolerance to avocado, which at least now gives me an excuse so I don't have to say I don't like avocado and then people shit on me. Yeah, I but I understand why you don't like avocado. I hated it for such a long time. Like now, I like. It. I don't go crazy. Like, oh my god, avocado on everything. Like, I have to have it. Yeah, like I, I like 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 you said. I, lo- I like guacamole. I like it on stuff. I like it in burgers and sandwiches. But I don't. I could never eat like just an avocado with nothing on it. And like, we need to have so much shit on it for my me. My parents to, do that. Really? They, and they and they keep offering it to me, and it's just like, do you not remember the decades of the conversations we've had? <laughs> of, I hate avocado. My parents forget that I hate certain stuff too. I'm just like. I've told you so many times I don't like this. I know, and it's like, how are you shutting off every time I go on a passionate rant about how this is green butter and I don't want it? <laughs> like, avocado, carrots. God, I wish I liked carrots. Uh, I think the only carrot I've recently enjoyed you gave me. Yeah. And it was like a marinated carrot on that breakfast bon me. It didn't taste like a carrot. <laughs> it, it didn't taste like a carrot. It tasted like a slightly sweet pickly turnip Mm -hmm. and I can't eat them on their own I'll maybe eat it if you like juice it and it's like a sixth carrot and the rest of the way (laughs) orange juice I just it's one of those things where it's I know it's good for me and baby carrots would be if I could eat baby carrots it would change my life yeah (laughs) it sounds stupid but if I could eat baby carrots and enjoy baby carrots and just have a stack of them and munch on them I think I'd be like 20 pounds lighter but no I can't eat baby carrots so I'm fat like that's how my (laughs) brain goes where it's like if you just liked carrots you'd be healthier and there's so much other things that need to change but for some reason my brain is like this is because you don't like carrots like you could probably not wear glasses if you ate carrots exactly (laughs) you could not wear glasses if you ate carrots you'd have a better job if you ate carrots your car wouldn't make that noise all the time if you just eat carrots you know if you eat too many carrots though i heard your skin turns orange it does 
Yeah, so. Because I looked it up once, and I was fascinated. I think you have to eat, like, a million carrots, though. I think it was somebody who was juicing on only carrots because oh. it was the only thing they liked. Well, there you go. Like that's And gonna... it's like, of course that's going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, I think that's so fun. Well, you mentioned more. salmon. Will you eat salmon in any, any iteration? I'll eat salmon in certain forms. Like, um... Salmon fish tacos, mm-hmm. they're pretty dope. Uh, I'll eat it, like, grilled, just mm-hmm. because the char takes a lot of that fatty, oily taste away. I can't eat salmon if it's been cooked in butter, because it's just... It's too much It's fat. overload. Like, yeah. my teeth itch. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it... My favorite preparation of it I've actually ever had is this, like, brown sugar smoked salmon, but because they smoked it a lot of the fat dripped off mm-hmm. of it. So it was just flaky and good. Or, like, with fennel and lemon, because it mm-hmm. counters it. Yeah. But, like, my mom, growing up, I hated it, because she would cook it with, like, a fucking ice cream scoop of butter on top, <laughs> just melting into it, until by the end of it, you basically just have, like, salmon jello. Yeah. And the... I hate... I still am, like, weird with salmon, too. I love salmon sushi, but, like, cooked salmon, it needs to be, like, very specific. Like, I like blackened salmon if it's yeah. not too dry. I hate when salmon is dry. And then, yeah, otherwise, I could just get, like, get too full too quick because it's just too fatty. Yeah, so it's I a totally really greasy fish. Mm-hmm. That's why I love swordfish because it's such mm-hmm. a... You can eat a fuck ton of it and you don't feel like ass afterwards because mm-hmm. it's a leaner, really flavorful fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you like tilapia? Uh, I'm really picky with how I... Because I ate bad tilapia for so long. And my grandmother's preparation is really simple, but it's my favorite. And she just lightly breads it and pan sears it. And then she squeezes, like, a bunch of lemon juice on it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of... It tastes like a like a slapped-together version of, like, that fancy Dover Soul dish that's popular in France that Julie Child shits her pants over. <laughs> but I loved it because it was just, like, thin and crispy and good and lemony. Um, or I'll eat it myself, and what I do, and it's mostly just torturing myself, is I put, like, too much cayenne on it Yeah. Uh, to where it looks pink, and then I broil it, and I do, like, a radish salad with it. And that's that one of my delicious. favorite, like, summer... It's too hot to do shit, and mm-hmm. I can only have the broiler on for, like, a minute. Because if I have the oven on, I'm just sweaty and gross. Like, I don't pay my heating bill because my oven makes my apartment <laughs> that hot. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so I just bake all winter. Mm-hmm. But in the summer, it's just kind of like I'm going to use a boiler for 20 seconds because it's not going to be that bad. I need to pop it in and out. Yeah. Um, but tilapia is uh, my favorite, like, gross fish. Just because it's very hard to get it without having to look at it first is monkfish. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen what they I, look like? I've not... What? Have you ever seen what they look like, like, as a fish? No. Like, just a... Um, I've, I mean, I, I, maybe I... I don't know. Are they the ones that look like a... Like a blob, kind of? They look like a brown blob with a big, toothy mouth. Yeah, okay, yes, I have seen pictures. You can eat that? You can eat it. What? And it tastes like fucking lobster. No way. It looks horrifying. Uh, it feels horrifying when you touch it because it's just like it feels like a manta ray Uh and i didn't even learn it until like learn about it until i went to like a ranch 99 which everybody should go to and just explore a ranch Mm -hmm. 99 in terms of ethnic foods lots of chefs shop there lots of chefs shop there because it's just like fish sauce is great on Mm -hmm. everything they have the best selection of vegetables try all of the melons buy all of the fruit pulps and they had a monkfish out and i was younger so i was just staring at it and kind of like poking (laughs) at the blob 
And uh, the butcher comes up to me, or like the fishmonger, whoever is behind <laughs> fishmonger. there. Fishman. <laughs> He's just like, you know, they call it the lobster of the poor man. And I'm like, I thought lobster was the original poor man's lobster. Because <laughs> it was. And uh, he like kind of showed me how to fillet it, and he sent me home with some pieces. And I just kind of broiled them the way you would broil a lobster. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking incredible. Wow. It's i got to try that now. Cheap poor man's lobster. It's so fucking good. And it's been at, like, Mexican grocery stores and Ranch 99s and stuff like that where I learn how to use some of my favorite ingredients in mm-hmm. the world. Like, every time I see someone at a Whole Foods and they're buying a $20 thing of allspice or chili powder or whatever, it's like, that's a dollar at the Mexican market. Yeah. Anyone that is not shopping at ethnic markets, like, get your fucking shit together and stop spending so much money. It's cheaper, the same quality, and maybe it's not, like, the same packaging, but you guys have mason jars. I know you have mason jars. Yeah. Just put it in there. Yeah. It's the best. And you can find some really cool different ethnic ingredients, like crickets. Yeah. Or, uh, I haven't tried this yet, but I bought a can of it, and one of these days I'm going to get brave, silkworm larvae. What do you even use that for? I asked the cashier, and she said, although she is not crazy about the dish, her mother makes it in like a stir-fry, almost larb-style and puts it over rice. Oh, interesting. Um, See, that's one that I probably would probably take some convincing, like a lot of like sour elements. Sour is usually what will get me to try something. If you, that's the beauty of Latinos. If you put an entire lemon's worth of juice on mm-hmm. it, we'll at least bite it once. Yes, yes, exactly. Like everything else, most people will probably say no to. If you're just like, we put some chili and we put some lime on it, and it might still be alive, we'll be like, I'll give it a bite. Yeah. And if I like it, I'll eat more. The only thing I can eat, and I don't care that people in my culture make fun of me for this, is menudo. It's I great if you eat it. I have not tried menudo because my mom didn't like it. And I'm like, well, if you don't like it and you're from Mexico, then I'm not going to like it. It's very much like everybody's like, oh, you should just love it. It's like it's absolutely an acquired taste. Yeah. It Not everyone like because it smells barnyardy. Mm-hmm. And even if it's clean really well, it has this distinct smell to it and while the components of it are delicious i cannot eat the stomach because anything in a honeycomb pattern makes yeah. me panic yes i i absolutely get that that's, <laughs> that's one texture that's really unsettling to me in nature like i, I it's fine on an actual honeycomb but anything else i'm like no I don't that like doesn't patterns. belong yeah and like when you look at it it's like a honeycomb sponge and it's so deeply unsettling that it's just kind of like, oh, that's from the inside of something alive. Yeah. That There's a phobia of, like, tiny holes or, like, patterns. I have it, too. I have what it is real it called? strong. I'm trying to remember. Trypophobia, uh, something like that? Trypophobia. Trypophobia, yeah. It's called trypophobia, and I have it so bad that I will get grossed out if I look into a coffee cup and there's a section of bubbles when, like, the coffee was just oh, poured. Oh, wow, you got <laughs> like, and like, I have to, like, swirl it with a spoon and look away. Like, I get it really bad. I can't look at lotus pods. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever it's cut up into soups, I, like, I have to ask, like, please no lotus pod, and it's not like, I don't like the taste. I just, I can't look at it. Uh, or, um... There's a lot of foods like that that have that pattern that just give me the willies. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind, if the fish eggs are off of the sack, I can eat them because mm-hmm. they're in a random pattern. But when they're on, yeah, it f- 
like, wigs me out. Like, I can look at roe when you, like, scrape the roe off the fish. Yeah. Because then it's just random. When it's on there, it's in that perfect aligned pattern to where I'm just, like, already, like, The worst one I've ever seen, this isn't a food. This was just a video, and this is probably how I realized I have trypophobia, was did you ever watch a video when you were a kid of a frog that used to carry eggs in its back? I don't think so. It, it sounds ca- awful, though. It carried eggs in its back with all the little paws on its back in the exact pattern no, that trips us out. Oh, no. <laughs> and it started laying the eggs, and I threw up in class. Oh, God. Like, oh, my God. You, I don't know why I oh. like this. <laughs> I don't understand it either, but you know what, like, what triggered it for me? Did you ever <laughs> see that it, it's not real? It's a Photoshop thing. It's lamprey fingers. So I was just thinking about it the other day. Lamprey fingers fucked up my world. Yes. For, like, a month, I just I was, like, thinking about it constantly. Constantly and just like so scared to like look at any page on the internet. And you just feel your like, hair crawl up on your yes. arms when you're just thinking about it. Oh my god! And there was like lamprey foot. Oh, I wanted to die. Somebody and like I knew it was a lamprey when I saw it, mm-hmm. but just something about it being sectioned off and put on a finger fucked me up. Yeah, real bad. Lamprey fingers. Uh, to where like I told a friend about it and they kept like teasing me by showing it to me and I'm like, you don't understand. This isn't like, eh, gross. This is, I'm gonna punch you in the throat next yeah. time because my fight or flight responses yeah. are going up <laughs> real high. I would get like itchy thinking about it when I first saw it. Just like, it was so unsettling. I'm actually getting itchy now because I thought of the time a ladybug laid eggs on my pants. Oh no, ew! <laughs> oh, it's so it's gross. the exact pattern! Gross. And it just like, it crawled across me and laid eggs on my pants and I was just like, no! It just started like hitting my leg with a water bottle to smush it. I would have burned those pants just like, <laughs> oh god. I don't think I wore them again just because my mom was like they're not gonna be back and I'm like it was there just the idea I'll always look at that spot and know I'll just know it was there and I don't know how to describe it to people when it's like I'm afraid of dots in a pattern I don't like when there's like really uniform (laughs) holes it doesn't look natural and it makes me upset like there's no lotus lotus pods make me nauseous (laughs) I'm so happy that I've like met someone that also has this because I've tried to explain to people like you're afraid of holes I'm like no no, 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 no. You don't understand. It can also be dots. Yeah. It can also be dots, and it has to be found in nature. Like, if it's in a pattern of clothing, it doesn't bug me. Yeah. But I saw it in cement once, because just a bubble formed there, and it <laughs> burst into other bubbles. Oh and I was just like, hey, Mom, uh, I just hit that rock with a hammer, because I don't want it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> like in a doorway where they just put up the cement and it was at eye level to where I'd have to see it every time and one day it just came by and I just went bop with a hammer and I was just like we're gonna have to fix this I don't know what happened to it sorry (laughs) sorry please cover it up it made me vomit (laughs) that's so funny oh god what a relief knowing I'm not the lone psycho I know I know Ugh, I'm like relieved now that I'm not I I knew I wasn't but like to know that there's like someone I know who also has dozens of us yes (laughs) exactly (laughs) Oh God. Um, well, I guess going back to to ethnic food, you your your mother is Guatemalan, yep. your dad is El Salvadorian. Yep. Tell me a bit about those kinds of foods because I'm I know like the basics like pupusas from El Salvador, <clears throat> but beyond that, I don't know a whole lot. So Guatemalan food is very there's no spice to it, not a lot of heat. Uh, it's it's a lot of pickling, mm-hmm. it's a lot of slow cooking. Uh, we love things like coconut milk and plantains. Mm-hmm. It's more Caribbean than anything without yeah. the heat component. Uh, we use more seeds than spices. We use toasted seeds to give things flavoring. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, our country's main dish, which is papillon, is a chicken cooked with roasted tomatillos and roasted pumpkin seeds, roasted sesame seeds, watercress, and some other stuff blended up and then cooked with chicken, mm. so where it's, like, a slow-cooked dish. More earthy it's, flavors. Yeah, it's more earthy. Um, El Salvador is a lot sharper flavors, mm-hmm. like vinegary or pickly, uh, some language. cheesy, like it's it's very cheesy, very pickly. Uh, we have a lot of uh, runny things, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like every plate you ever get has to have a little bit of a lip on it because there's no neat to eat Salvadorian food. Yes. Everything kind of oozes or spills, which is delicious mm-hmm. for me, and it's hard to describe as like a good thing. Yeah, but I'm like, just imagine a plate that looks like watercolors, and every time you take a scoop, it's fantastic. It's good. That sounds like it's good for like sopping up. Yeah. With, with what do you sop up with tortillas or bolillos? Okay. Or tortilla. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer bread over tortilla, just because when I was a kid, I would feed my tortillas to parrots. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> there's so many in El Salvador that I would just sit by a tree and just like talk awesome tortilla that I never really developed taste for it. It was just a thing that I used to make bird friends. Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was older that I learned some other stuff about my heritage where I found out on my dad's side, not only am I Jewish, but that Jew comes from Syria. Okay. So my great-grandparents are Syrian Jews. And so that kind of made me and my dad decide one day we're going to explore that culture we don't know mm-hmm. about. So we went out and found, like, a Syrian restaurant. And because first we went to a Jewish deli, and then we were just like, oh, we're not that kind of Jew. Because like, <laughs> uh, we, didn't, we didn't really know anything about them just because my dad's head of the family is very secretive in mm-hmm. every way, shape, and form. And it turns out we actually love it yeah. just because there are some similarities in terms of just, like, Kefte reminds us of empanadas mm-hmm. and uh, tabule is just you know what no that's 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 on its own kind of thing. <laughs> um, it's a, it's like kind of Mediterranean, right? Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite dishes it has like raisins and nuts and ground beef and it's made into like this little football shaped thing, and I can't stop eating them and. It was a really cool moment for the both of us just because it was like, oh, there's this other part of ourselves, and now it kind of makes sense why we're a little shade different and a little more olive and mm-hmm. a little curlier. And uh, it, it was kind of cool because we were just like, oh, we reached the frontiers of ethnic foods, and it's like, now there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at one point I tried to explain to my dad what kosher was, and he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to still eat shrimp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he didn't feel like... Being religiously Jewish, but he does enjoy knowing that that's in his past. Yes. But he likes shellfish too much. Yeah, that's a hard one to give up, especially now because we know how to clean it. Like, the only reason it's banned in the Bible is because it would make people sick because they didn't know how to clean it. Exactly. And, like, in El Salvador, uh, he lives, well, he has a house in a place called La Libertad. And if you want to explore new foods, that's the perfect place to do it. Because mm-hmm. beachside, it's basically all the fishermen going, I got this thing and I made this thing, give me a dollar. Yeah. Like, it's really cheap and really simple. So I had octopus cocktail de camarón, mm-hmm. which is not quite like ceviche because it's not quite marinated, and it's heavy on Worcestershire sauce. Nice. So it just looks like an ice cream cup 
of octopus and cucumber and onion and like this Worcestershire based sauce, but it's fantastic and I can't stop eating it with saltines. Mm. And that's how I learned how to eat octopus. Yeah. Or uh, like very often they'll pull up shellfish and people are always nervous to like eat oyster or eat clam. And I actually prefer raw clam to oyster now mm. just because it's sweeter and the texture is more pleasing. Yeah. And it was very cool because not a lot of people get to experience that like I just pulled this out the water, eat this. And even now, I feel like oyster is a thing that people are going to s- stop eating at some point just because the younger generation isn't trying it. Right. And it's like, for the love of God, try it. Yes, oysters are fabulous. They're fantastic. And try raw oysters, try raw clams, try a lot of those older foods that we're almost labeling as ethnic foods, but it's like Musso and Frank's, which is a mm-hmm. notorious Hollywood restaurant, still serves kidneys. And everybody's just like, oh, that's an ethnic thing. It's like, no, we're just... Not eating awful anymore. Yeah. Oh, if I fail. <laughs> yeah. I have to make that just in case. I'm not saying it's awful. Awful is the part of the meat that not enough people are eating. And Vanessa is really good at speaking English, so she would know to say awfully if that's what she meant. <laughs> I know words good. <laughs> um, have you, well, like we were talking about fusion earlier, have you done any fusions with Guatemalan and El Salvadorian foods? Yes. Yeah. I made, so... Uh, we have a dish called enchiladas in Guatemala that are not actually enchiladas. Uh, it's like a tostada, but with beets and farmer's cheese and minced meat. What else did we put on it? Uh, hard-boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. And one day, I didn't find any tostadas or tortillas in my house, but I had everything else. So, and this is the laziest fusion. This is the <laughs> laziest fusion. I just put it on a pupusa. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, this is like if Taco Bell made the food of my people, because now there's just a cheese component. But it was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I I understand why we have the crispy component, because everything else is usually squidgy. But it worked in a way where it was just like, oh, this is like an open-faced quesadilla with a lot of dank on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, there. oh, pan de pavo. You use it made out of, like, the worst parts of a turkey simmered together, and it's a sandwich with, like, watercress and mayonnaise and simmered turkey in, um, we added the pepian seasoning to it, so it had, like, that smoky, nutty component. Mm-hmm. I would eat that for sure. And it was fucking amazing. And it was very cool because it was just kind of like both my grandmothers, like, we have this, so we made this. And it was, like... It was like a Central American French dip sandwich. Ooh. It, that sounds really good. <laughs> it's so good. And the watercress keeps it from getting to be too much. Mm-hmm. I ugh, The next time they're back, I'm just going to ask them to make a bunch at my apartment, and then I'll just keep them on my couch, and that's like labor, never mind. Uh, call me over. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's next. That's going to be the next thing. I feel like you're you're one of the most adventurous people I know with food. Like, you eat Russian food. Like, you and other comic. We know I love Russian, Russian Russian food. The first time you told me about that, you said that you go to Russian when you're craving five things. Tell me those five things again. Pickly, salty, cured, fatty, pungent, mm-hmm. uh, which are all flavors most people are afraid of. Yes. And, like, okay, so right there I sit down and it's just like, Horseradish vodka, there's my pungent, pickly, literally anything on the menu, salty, some kind of salted fish, uh, fatty, some kind of dumpling, because they have a lot of dumplings with like really 
fatty meats in them that mm. work with the dumpling. Uh, or, like, the Russian salads where there's a lot of, like, pickle and dill and heavy salted fish in it. Um, and Russian food... I adore just because everything has a pungent component to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just like, oh, pungent smelly. And in my head, I'm like, pungent tasty. It's yeah. aggressive. And uh, I took a dare the last time I was at a Russian restaurant. And they have a wall of different vodkas. And one is soaked with pickles. Another one is soaked with peppers. Uh, one is soaked with um, horseradish. Mm-hmm. Cranberry, lemon, and I can't remember what the last one was, but I just remember, I think it was like raspberry or something simple. Mm-hmm. And of course the raspberry and the cranberry are delicious, but the horseradish one <laughs> clears up your nose. I bet, yeah. All I can think about is how great it is in a Bloody Mary. Uh-huh. And well, yeah, so absolutely. Right? And it made me realize how much I love horseradish, something that everybody hates and talks about being like oh, the I worst part it. of the thing. <laughs> But it's so good because the more pungent something is and the more assertive it is, the more I associate that with flavor. Yeah. And it's Which like... Which is like the wasabi of Europe. Yeah. And I associate it in my head with like creamy. And that's why you eat it with roast beef because roast beef inherently doesn't really have flavor to right. it. But the horseradish brings it out. Mm-hmm. And horseradish vodka with like smoked salmon and like a Russian potato salad is probably my end game meal. Mm-hmm. Like... If this is my last one, it's going to be a big old Russian buffet given to me by the same lady that probably hates me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you go to this one place where you're like, it's never open. It's always like, private party, private party. Every time we go, they're just kind of like, close for private party. And I'm like, there are two people in there. This is not a private party. Or it's we'll go and order, long. and they'll either just not acknowledge David Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Or uh, they will acknowledge me, but then they'll tell me, I don't want a thing that I just ordered. I want something else instead. What the fuck? And that's how I started eating the potato salad, because there was one day that I ordered a different kind of salad, and they're like, you don't want that, you want this. I'm like, okay. Or uh, there's one dumpling I ordered, and they brought me a different one that just looked like these long rolls of something. Uh To this day, I don't know what it is. The only reason I order it is because I say one thing, and I know they're going to make me eat that instead. Yes. And I haven't even asked them what it was. I just know it's something chickeny and gravy, and the dumpling skin is the most perfect thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. And it tastes like mushrooms, and I hate mushrooms except for this one time. Yeah. Oh, you hate mushrooms. Interesting. Mm, I'm weird with mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the time they're just like an overcooked rubbery thing that somebody threw into a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're very rarely like utilized as the star of the show. Have you ever eaten mushroom as like a replacement for beef in vegan cooking? I love it like that. Like I love mushroom like as a sandwich replacement. But like I hate mushroom in soups sometimes unless Mm -hmm. it's a cream of mushroom. Because it's basically just like rubbery meat bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like in a wonton soup, you don't like the mushroom. Oh, I I hate those. I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They got a real weird flavor to them. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. Anything else you want to say about ethnic foods? Eat more bugs. Yes, yes. (laughs) Eat more bugs. Uh, There are actually a lot of places in Los Angeles you can get like cricket and scorpion and stuff like that. One, if there's a drought and the world blows up, you're set. Yeah, there's tons of bugs. Two, it's cheap, it's sustainable, uh, and it's a very cool way to get protein in a way that's a little bit easier on the environment. Mm -hmm. And it's good. You get to be that person that eats bugs and you can take a date there, and if they eat bugs, you, they have to go down on you later. It's a law. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's an L.A. law, you guys. Yeah. 
And it just it should be an everywhere law. It should be an everywhere. Uh, eat bugs and go down on people. That's <laughs> that's my recommendation. Closing thoughts <laughs> on ethnic foods. Eat bugs and go down on people <laughs> by Vanessa Critton. <laughs>